Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we like to think pop culture and we talk about it. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. We forgot to mention it last time because I completely forgot about it. I also apparently forgot. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. But now I hope know. it was good and hope you stayed safe and stuff. We hope you gave thanks to something. Yeah. Mostly to us, to our podcast. <laughs> I also forgot to post anything about it, so, you know, there's that. But, you know what? I feel like you just found out this morning that Thanksgiving happened the other day. <laughs> I just went over to my mom's for dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're watching the Mighty Ducks, the animated series, not the movies. <laughs> I'm glad you say that every time in case someone's still confused. They might be. Or if this is, I guess this is someone's first episode. It could be. Also, they are more likely to have heard of Mighty Ducks, the hockey movie with children, rather than Mighty Ducks, the animated series with mutant duck aliens. There's probably someone who's only seen this <laughs> and not the movies. I, I suppose that's possible. Like, they saw this and then realized that the movies did not have anthropomorphic ducks in it. They were and like, like no, hell with thank that. you. <laughs> I want to watch a duck shoot a dragon with a gun. <laughs> I want to watch a duck shoot a couple different kinds of dragons with a gun. <laughs> well, we've got just the episode for you today. That's right. Um, this week's episode is called Dungeons and Ducks. And they, they go to dungeon times. Kind of. It's more modern time, just one step over to the next dimension. Because you know how the dragons can teleport and stuff? Well, apparently that also includes dimensions. So... Are the ducks from a different dimension in addition from being a different planet? I think so. I think they even say that in this. Did they? Okay. Yeah. They say, oh, well, we came from a different... Dim you know how we came from a different dimension? I think this is yet another different dimension. I see. Also, the ducks spend all of their time talking about how they're ducks. <laughs> it's in case you can't tell what they are. I guess so. People are constantly talking about it and reminding us. <laughs> they're giant and have beaks. Lest we forget. I suppose so. So uh, the the show, there it is, opens up <laughs> with an announcer that we haven't heard before, and he's talking about the Mighty Ducks and how they didn't show up to their last game. Um, I guess they were off doing some sort of dragon shenanigans, so they didn't have a chance to uh, play hockey. So they do have priorities, and I guess hockey isn't first after all, <laughs> which is genuinely surprising. The announcer guy is just talking just mad shit about them, and he calls them cowards, and he's like, if they show up for their next one, I'll be surprised, I'll be so surprised, I'll eat a damn boot. He's got a real uh, conservative talking head. Yeah, he's Bill O'Reilly, in that I, I saw him uh, sexually assault several women. <laughs> Allegedly. Ducks are watching the, the recording of this news broadcast with this blowhard piece of shit guy. And they're all upset, and Wild Wing's like, you know what, I'm commander of the team or whatever, and we're not missing another game. So I guess their priorities switched immediately back to, you know what, fuck the Earth, we we got hockey to play. I mean, to be fair, it's not their planet. True. It's their game, though. I guess it's not even their dimension, so what do they yeah, care? Yeah, exactly. And Grin is kind of indifferent one way or the other, and he does quote uh, Do. And we know who that is now. Yeah, so we got callbacks. Remember how they set up the, uh, the 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 water guns in the comic shop? They remember, they remember things. Well, Sky. Luckily, water is the <laughs> main deterrent in this whole show. Well, ducks like water. I guess so. Uh, 
So Tanya notices that the computer spotted Dragana's ship. The cloaking device has either malfunctioned or they are setting a trap. Um, either way, the ducks decide that they're going to go ahead and take a look at it come hell or high water. And even though they have a game later today, they're going to try and wrap it up as quick as possible. Yeah. Nosedive is the younger brother, right? Yep. He's the one with the nose thing. I spent a lot of time in this episode Bandage. thinking about how Nosedive doesn't really bring anything to the table other than just yelling things. And I think it upsets me because if I was on a team like this, I would. <laughs> that's the job I would have. The yell boy? I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like super good at computers to build a computer like Tanya. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to be the, you know, the crack shot or the swordsman or the strong one. But I will yell puns and <laughs> reference the Wizard of Oz a bunch. Fair. And, and yell all of it. <laughs> of course. So the ducks pile into the migrator. I guess their ship is still broken from when they last broke it. Or uh, maybe they just like to change it up. Could be. Got to sell them toys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they head over downtown to where they they know Draganis to be. And sure enough, even though they just said the cloaking thing was down, they look at a building and Wildwing uses his magic mask. He's like, yep, it's right there. And it's cloaked. And then it just turns off because... Well, like like I've said, it might be a Trapperino. And it was a Trapperino. So... Indeed. Uh, Wrath? No, that's the wizard. Siege. Siege. And Chameleon. Chameleon's so much easier. <laughs> He's just named for what he is. Yep. Uh, they come out, and just the two of them, there's no robots or anything. It's just the two of them start shooting at the ducks. Quite wildly. Yeah. I mean, they mostly hit the ground around them, and the ducks spend, I'm going to go ahead and say, far too much time quipping about it. Siege's gun seems so impractical. Because it's strapped to his chest? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Tanya stands around long enough for, uh, I think it was Chameleon, to shoot the ground around her so much that it explodes, but not like in a violent explosion, just up and like springboards her into a uh, a light pole or something. Duck Orange runs over. He's like, are you all right? She says, go to the drugstore and get me some headache medicine. Waka waka. So the, the ducks and the dragons are shooting at each other. No one's hitting anything. Nope. And Draganis is watching on the TV. That's his job today. And uh, Grin is just standing around. And then Draganis activates the ship, which shoots some lasers that open up a portal. And it sucks the ducks into it. And a bunch of trash. Yeah. Well, it's to show that the wind is happening. I know. It's just the amount of trash that gets sucked into the other dimension is is It's a prominent amount of trash. Yeah. Far more than should be on the street at any given time. Greenland gets left behind. Everybody else gets sucked in. Uh, the dragons teleport back inside because they know what's happening. And uh, the uh, the portal closes behind them. And the dragons are like, hey, we did it. Hooray. I guess that was it. That was the whole plan. I guess so. I mean, it's not a bad plan on their part because the ducks keep getting in their way. Yeah, get rid of them. I mean, there's that. But also, you could have possibly picked the dimension they were going to why not just pick one that's like the sun or that doesn't have oxygen so they die immediately <laughs> right so draganis uh is like i'm gonna go conquer the planet now and to do that his immediate plan is let's shake the city apart with an earthquake machine yes which is a dumb start to your plan but maybe he's just celebrating and that's how he does it <laughs> maybe he's just sick of looking at anaheim and he wants to t- crumble to the ground I mean, I get it, but also your ship can fly, so just move to a different city. 
Maybe he just wants to crumble one city to the ground to strike fear in the hearts of everyone else. I guess that's pretty effective. Yeah. We cut over to where the ducks are getting tossed, and it's basically just the same Anaheim, except there's, like, gargoyles, and the colors are different. Sky was hoping for a gargoyles crossover. We did not get it for the most part. Yeah, I mean... There's a moment. Yeah. But we'll get there. Um, but right away, they notice the Grin and the Migrator are missing, and Wildwing notices that the drugstore is now a spells and potions store. And where else are you going to eat your spells and potions? But the spells the, the and potions store. Yeah. So, so in this world, Sky, did it used to be regular and magic took over? That's what it seems, at least on the outside. All the inside stuff still looks like medieval-y. Yes. I don't know, because the architecture doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the insides of buildings don't match the outsides of buildings at all. Correct. But they do decide to go into the spells and potions store. There's a gnome work in the desk. We know he's a gnome because he tells us, because I would have guessed elf, but whatever. Um, he's incensed that they don't recognize him as a gnome. Yeah. And he tells us he's uh, the gnome of exposition. And he tells us how, all about the red waste sorcerer named Astaroth. I mean, he does his job. Which I'm pretty sure is a Final Fantasy villain. But I could be mistaken on that. And then he tries to sell them nude eyes and bat wings. And then we see a commercial, because they got TVs. And there's a, a, a witch making, like, soup for her centaur kid. And it's a, it's, a, it's a commercial for cereal called Dragon Flakes. They also call her kid a homunculus, which makes me upset. <laughs> because a homunculus is kind of like a Frankenstein, but it's one that you grow from the beginning with a piece of a person. Sometimes that means uh, ejaculate. Sometimes that's hair. It could be a whole bunch of different stuff, as far as I recall. But... In any of that circumstance, I am upset. Also, the graphic design on Dragon Flakes, the box, is bad. They Why? Got, because there's because a huge they... space in between FLA and KES. <laughs> or KES, yeah. Get it together, guys. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It's not like there's <laughs> anything in the way. Yep. And you can just press to digitate that to closer together. The hell, man. I don't know what that means. It's a magic spell in D&D. &D oh, okay. Where you can change the appearance of stuff. Um, I thought it was a computer term. I didn't understand. <laughs> that didn't seem likely. Yeah, not quite. So Duck Orange recognizes that they're in a different place. And uh, there's a uh, a reference to the Wizard of Oz by Wildwing. Yeah, the first of many. Yeah. And Duck Orange is pretty psyched to be able to just stab randomly with a sword now, because there's monsters, and it's acceptable in this time period. It's true. You would do. You would have the exact I same reaction, I would be Sky. thrilled. And at that exact moment, they look over, and they see not Link from Legend of Zelda. Fighting not the Vulture right. from Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's wearing blue, you see, and uh, Breath of the Wild hadn't come out yet, so that wasn't a common color for Link. <laughs> so that's how you could differentiate them. Um but there's yeah there's some sort of winged creature link like throw he baseballs a, a thunderbolt back at it until it flies away and then he notices more birds cuz the ducks come over to see what's going on and he hucks his sword at nosedive and we were like yeah fucking kill him <laughs> um cuz apparently his sword can fly you know like in uh, the original legend of zelda when you had full health you could throw your sword and it would come back or it would just regenerate i forgot how it works specifically but you could shoot a sword um, you could definitely do a thing. <laughs> that much is assured. Um, 
But Doc Orange yells at him, hey, watch it with, with your sword. You could stab someone's eye out. He's like, I would know. I guess our homeboy here stabbed himself in the face. Yep. Or fought somebody who also had a sword and stabbed him in the face. It definitely was a sword situation yeah, based on this. Our boy got stabbed in the eye. That's all I'm saying. So uh, they have a brief inter- exchange and right away Link's like, yeah, whatever. His I guess real, we're friends now. His real name is Borg. Yeah, that's a terrible name. <laughs> And Borg says, yeah, let's get out from the open because the sorcerer with Defo wants me dead. And, you know, if we're out in the open, it's going to be way easier. So let's go into an alley not too far away, I guess. That's where all hidings and dealings happen. I guess so. Uh, So they have a chit chat about how they're from the same Anaheim, but it's different because of magics or whatever. If this is spooky magic Anaheim, I think they should go to Disney World and show us what that looks like. (laughs) By Disney World, I mean Disneyland, which is in Anaheim. Right. That would be pretty neat. And I don't know, because the portal was opened with science, I'm pretty sure. Yes. It came out of the spaceship. Yes. But they get home using magic. Yes. I don't understand what you don't understand. I, I'm just saying, I would like some consistency. And Magic uh, and science can coexist. I know, but I feel like one shouldn't be as easy to manipulate as the other to get the same result. Why not? I don't know. It just feels wrong. Um, in between acts, like they also show the, the, the swirling portal. Well, it's not in between acts. It's in between... Scenes? It's in between worlds. So when they go from one world to the other, so oh. you understand that we're back in the regular six one six. That's for us. With yeah, okay. Uh, so with um, Phil and Grin, that's how you know we've gone back to the quote unquote real world. I see. And so we we cut the scene and we go see what Grin's doing, and it's sitting in is the he, locker room. Is he waiting for it to be game time? Because he keeps talking about how. Wildwing said we can't miss another game. I think he is. I also think he's just waiting for the rest of the ducks to come home. Right, because it seems like he thinks that, well, Wildwing said we can't miss a game, so he'll definitely just come back. Yeah. Which I guess happens, so. Yeah, but it's also like the dog from Futurama's approach (laughs) to handling things. Yeah. I guess he's not the tech guy, so he can't slam the keyboard until it does the thing he wants. But you'd think he'd, like, take some sort of action. Yeah, he could go to the dragons, who definitely did do the thing, yeah. and demand that they fix it. But uh, instead, he just goes home and sits yeah, with his head in his hands. I don't understand. It doesn't seem like the grin that we've already met, who would just do nothing. Because he's a big fucking quitter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he's kind of a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. but like, And at this point, the flow is saying... Find your friends so you can make it back to the game on yeah. time. You don't know for a fact that they lived. You don't know that they went to a... Di- I guess he does know, because Phil comes in, he's like, "What? where is everyone? And right away, Grin's like, they're oh, in a yeah. different dimension. How did he know that, though? Is he watched him get sucked in with all that garbage. Yeah, but it could have been, like, a, 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 if Draganus was smart in any way, it would have been a death world right away. Or just like a portal that squished you as soon as you went through it. Yeah, just Black hole spaghettify style. you. Yeah. <sighs> Phil we- has more of a reaction than Grin does. I mean, his is prompted by greed, of course, because he wants the ducks to play in the game, even though all those seats are sold. That's I, true. I, do you get a refund if one game or if one team doesn't show up? I don't know how that works. I don't. They would never allow that in real life. Yeah. Phil drags Grin over to the computer, and they start pressing buttons, and Space Zombies, the video game, shows up. And it's got a whole bunch of Mario sounds that are probably not licensed. They would have to be. 
or just distinctly different enough <laughs> that you can't sue. <laughs> it's exactly one half step half step up. Uh, yeah, probably. Phil says something like, uh, bummer, this is going to take longer than I thought. And then we jump back to the other world where uh, Not Link has brought the ducks to City Hall, uh, which is apparently the lair of the sorcerer Asroth. Yes. Borg says, Not Link says that he knows every single secret passage in and out of this place, even though he's never set foot into it, which is the end of that sentence that he says. He's... He's never made it past the gargoyle He's defense read a lot squad. Of, uh, b- blueprints, sure, but like the guy who owns the place is a magic man who can probably just shift things around. That is what magic men are known for, right? Dragon keeps and what have you. Um, but whatever. He's got his shield and his ducks. What could <laughs> go wrong? I mean, he. D- I mean, he does have a lot of backup. That's that he true. usually doesn't have. I guess that's true. Maybe everyone he traveled with before is dead. And didn't have guns like these guys. <laughs> it's, they are pretty well hand or uh, pretty well armed for this. Yeah, like if you show up to a medieval like world with a gun, yeah. you got one up on just about everyone. Yeah, if you show up to a stab fight with a gun, you're pretty good. <laughs> stab fight. Uh, so the ducks, I guess the gargoyles uh, that pop up, they vomit out like rocks but they look like pucks that turn into spears that are on fire um but their their aim is terrible and then the ducks shoot them with bolo that for whatever reason incapacitate them and they the the gargoyles fall to the ground i mean i guess they could have weighed a shitload and weighed them down i guess but they probably shouldn't have flown that easily yeah um, but not Link brings them and he pushes down on a, like a bear head statue and a secret passage opens and all the ducks start going through the back rooms of, uh, of this place. So, uh, we jump back to, uh, the real world Anaheim. Yes. The realist human Anaheim where wrath, nope, siege, siege and chameleon are attacking some sort of construction it's a broadcast tower broadcast tower okay it's usually a construction site so i'll give it to you (laughs) i i all i remembered was like a scaffold and it's probably just the tower they were on so they've got uh, a machine that looks like garbage and it um appears to be some sort of earthquake machine um well it doesn't appear to be that now you don't know that for a while i guess that's fair you know it just looks like a weird satellite with a gun on it i don't know but uh, Siege and Chameleon are trying to get it up to the top, uh, and I guess they need to carry it. You know, like Siege needed help carrying it. Well, and they teleported to that spot. They couldn't just teleport to the top of the the tower. Um, clearly not. What did you just see? I guess that's true. We jump back to uh, medieval times, um, and Borg is just running. Everybody's running now. <laughs> I don't know if there's something chasing them, but they're moving quickly. They're just hurrying. Yeah, and we see our first glimpse of Asaroth. Uh He's watching them through uh, his scrying cauldron. and uh, You know all the words for the things in this guy. I do a lot of D&D thinking about. Um, three years ago, I don't think you would have known all the words from, from all this. Three years, yes. Maybe four, four to five, no. Oh, okay. Um, but our, our the magic man has some sort of amulet that all his power comes from, I guess, and he 
touches some bones. Like he's got a whole mess of human bones. He's got bones. a bucket of bones. I'll 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 go ahead and say too many bones of people uh in a in a it was looked like a fire pit. Yep, it absolutely did. <laughs> and he uses magic on it. Uh that'll come up in a minute, but in the interim we jump back to human land where Grin is continuing to do nothing. By which I mean meditating while Phil continues just mashing his fat sausage hands against the uh, the keyboard of Drake One, and seemingly making things worse and worse for it. Yeah, it's just making weird noises now, and Grin just says something to the effect of "Material objects are nothing but trouble," because he's a quitter, or he has complete confidence in his friends that may or may not be alive, according to him. Yeah. Um, Phil like slams his fist on it, and then a big, huge red button starts beeping, and impossibly large on the screen says, "Just press the damn red button," because uh, the computer's had enough of his shit. It's had enough of him slapping it. So he does, and then it shows them another blip where the dragons are, which isn't at all what Phil was trying to do. No, but he does grab Grin, and it's like, "Look, we're gonna go talk to the dragons. They probably know how to get the other ducks back." And Grin's like, nah, it'll probably be fine. And Phil's like, no, you have to do a thing, please. Yeah, I just don't understand this weird dynamic. What What's going on, Grin? Are you just mad at them? Do you feel left out? Like, what's your deal? I was around the corner when they got sucked in. I want to go <laughs> punch a dragon. Yeah. But not the dragon I usually punch. Right, I want to punch more dragons. Or also get incinerated into the hell dimension they got teleported into. But we jump back to medieval times. And Borg has brought them to the, uh, the the council chamber. Yes. And some skeletons come running. And it's the bones that the guy brought back to life. Uh, which he also dressed up, because they were nude bones. Yeah, well, you gotta get your skeletons some armor, because they're so <laughs> super brittle and held together just by, the, just by magic. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, even with the armor, it does, they don't fare very well here. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta smash real good where the armor isn't, and they will crumble like dust. Um, but Duck Orange is having a great time. Yeah, he is. Well, uh, I mean, like you said, he's he's got a stabby and a shooty time instead yeah. of a shooty and a stabby time, so yep, he's in his element here. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Tanya, apparently her wrist gauntlet has a goddamn buzzsaw on it. <laughs> yep. Uh, she cuts a, a bone man just to bits, uh, and then Wildwing just shoots one with his gun, and it works. And they make every pun possible without using the word boner, which is a, <laughs> it's a damn yep. shame. They do. Do they say bon appetit? Uh, I think so. Yes, I think that was the one that Wildwing or not nah, Nosedive used. And then Duck Orange, who is a very <laughs> precise stabby boy, yep. pierces the very spine of one of the uh, of the skeletons. And I kind of hoped that it was just going to crumble and not be able to use its legs. Um, but instead, he just smashes it to bits with his sword. The point on that sword fluctuates so wildly. <laughs> Remember how it's also a trip line, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a big skeleton with a big sword shows up. And Duck Orange says to Wildwing, do you have an explodey puck? And he just tosses at him and it blows him up. That could have been a cool fight. And now it's not. Then it rains so many bones. <laughs> Roughly 206 of them. <laughs> so they, they move on to the next stage of this Zelda dungeon, and it's a, a shitty maze. And they just decide, yeah, let's walk through this maze. It's called uh, the, the Maze of Infinite Peril. 
and Tanya says, well, this must have been the DMV. Waka waka. First of all, do the ducks have to go to the DMV? I think they just skate everywhere. Well, no, clearly they drive their car and or motorcycle and or planes. But Uh, I'm sure are they licensed? I can't see how they would be. They don't have social security numbers. Right? (laughs) Unless they do. I I guess in the off time, they probably just watch a lot of television. That could be. Are they diplomats? Probably not officially, but I bet they could be. Okay. Do they have diplomatic immunity? Again, probably not yet, but they could if they went through the proper channels. Okay, because if they have diplomatic immunity, that means they're immune from our laws, and they would not need driver's right. licenses. That's a Yeah, that's a good point. I would say no, just because people seem to still not understand that they're busy fighting crime as well as playing hockey. No, because they literally say that. Right, but, but the, they don't, the, I guess the they, yelly man... On the TV is like, they don't even appreciate us enough to show up for hockey. Yeah. Well, it's because like, well, they're busy. Yeah. And his whole personality is being contrary and negative. I guess that's true. Which he probably thinks makes him very interesting instead of just irritating. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we jump back to the real world where Siege and uh, Chameleon have gotten the, the ball of pointiness up to the top of the uh, the tower. And nobody thought to bring the power connecty cable, so they have a little argument, and instead of teleporting down or teleporting the thing to them, they both decide to go down to the ground and pick it up. Womp womp. But at least that does give Grin and Phil an opportunity to arrive, uh, and the uh, the whoever's doing uh, close captioning is not paying close enough attention, because Phil is yelling about how somebody swiped his ducks but they heard him say, swiped my guts, and they will continue to make that misdistinction throughout. My guess is that it's probably automated, right? I would because assume so. So much, all of this stuff went up on Disney Plus at the same time. <laughs> they weren't doing this by hand. Probably. So um, Phil said something about hitting them with his own hands and whatever. And then uh, uh, Siege. Yes, yeah, Siege. And Chameleon pull out dart guns instead of their regular guns, and they shoot them with uh, electromagnetic binders so that they're all wrapped up in electricity. And then they don't murder them like they should. Right. Or even wedgie them. Um, Did you say wedgie them? Yes. I feel like that would be appropriate for this cartoon. Yes. So we jump back to medieval times, and Borg... uh, I hate that name so much. Well, he'll be dead to us soon. That's true. He's voiced by Robert Paulson. Uh, his magic, which we haven't seen him do any of, except for when he threw his his sword, um, he says his magic isn't powerful enough to get them through the maze. And Wildwing's like, well, mine is! And he uses his magic mask to plot out a line, like a, a, the pathway through the maze, and then ignores it completely by shooting holes through the walls until they get to the other side. Yep. Uh, why didn't you just start with that? That's a great question. I mean, I guess he needed to know where the door, like the ending door was, so he knew which direction to shoot in. I guess. But yeah, other than that, there's no there's no need to find the path. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have been neat if they had the turn-by-turn directions like they had a GPS. Or a guy at a computer. Yeah. But instead, he just exploded the walls. Like, <laughs> that's not like... 
a feat of cleverness. That's just... <laughs> that just means your show is almost over. Right. You need to get to 22 right. you know minutes. This shit's taken a little bit too long. We got to crab in some more commercials. So let's just have him literally explode his way through. All right. Here's our options, fellas. We can have three more uh, Wizard of Oz references or they can solve the maze the regular way. <laughs> and they went with the Wizard of Oz references. Right. The correct choice. So they all run through. And stop and pose for a second. Well, you got to strike a good pose to properly intimidate your enemy. Uh, he does a slow, cool guy turn around. He's like, I've been expecting you or whatever. And um, all the ducks are like, we can kick this guy's ass. No problem. <laughs> He's like hella old. And then he says something about being the Lord of the Red Dragons. And immediately, you're like, oh, so this guy's going to be a fucking dragon in a second. I thought he was going to turn into Draganus, though. I also kind of thought that. But instead, he touches his amulet. And becomes a, a big red dragon. Red dragons in D&D breathe fire. If it was a blue dragon, he'd uh, vomit electricity. Uh, Obviously, green ones, I sky. think, are poison. Black is acid. White is ice. And one of them's cold, which is different from ice. Obviously. Um, so Tanya looks at the dragon. And she's like, oh, bummer. We're going to have to change the name of the team. And somebody says, to to what? And she just yells, ghost! Because they'll be dead. Right. It, it confused me because it, she should have said the ghosts <laughs> or the mighty ghosts or something like that. Because it just sounds like she was telling them to ghost. <laughs> but she was answering the question, though. It, like, by itself, it would have sounded like that. Eh. Anyway, remember when our uh, marching band rivals were the ghosts? They were the marching ghosts. Uh... Yes. Yeah. IVC? Yes. Uh, Illinois uh, Valley Central Marching Ghosts. The Grey Ghosts. Yeah, they were Grey Ghosts. Um, I don't know why we had a rivalry. Uh, I don't either. It's just something that was there when we got there. Yeah, they just told us that, and I was like, okay, what, cool, I guess. This Go- is dumb. Ghosts don't have feet, Sky. <laughs> well, that makes their marching do. excellent. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Tigers has too many feet. Yeah, but they got grace and no like appropriate lips for instruments. But you know, shush. It's all ukulele. <laughs> I wish. So the the sorcerer man's a dragon, and Wildwing makes a shield while he breathes fire at him, and he's fine. And the ducks are like, "Yeah, cool. We got guns though." So they start shooting him a whole lot. Yeah, which is exactly what you should do. Yep. And it kind of works. The dragon lands, and then they shove him through a window. Which is apparently how they could have just gotten in there at any point. It's just like bust through a window. Yeah. I also thought that was just going to be it. They were just going to shove this guy through the window and it was going to yeah. be over. I thought he was going to like get impaled on the fence or something. But nope. There's rarely impalings in this children's show. <laughs> so far. We haven't seen all the way through yet. There's still time. I guess that's true. I mean, they banished uh, the hot duck to a uh, like a purgatory hell. So, like, why wouldn't they kill a dragon on screen? They did it in Sleeping Beauty. I guess that's true. So, um, the dragon is flying around and breathing fire, and the ducks are trying to not be burned um, and making quips about marshmallows and the like. (laughs) Like you'll do. Well, yeah. So, Duck Orange is like, how do you fight fire? The answer is water. Yeah, everybody says a dumb thing like Smokey the Bear uh, or I, I forget the other ones that are dumb, though. Uh, the then, Fire Marshal was one of them. Right. But I have. A, so this is what, the seventh episode? 
Yep. They have, this is the third time they fought their bad guy with water. Yep. The, the third out of seven episodes. Yep. And the first two were the pilot episode. <laughs> yep. Yes, it was. It's just, they're really running out of ideas already in the old writer's room, huh? <laughs> Seems like. I mean, I guess they're just like, no one likes to get wet. There must just be one guy in there who hates getting wet. <laughs> And he has a high enough the head position. Writer. Yeah, the head writer is just like, I do not like being wet. It is terrible. <laughs> or maybe they're like, kids hate baths. <laughs> I don't know. It just is or bonkers. Ducks like water. And so anti-ducks hate water. That's right. What's more anti-duck than water a dragon, right? Yeah. None of that made sense. It's fine. Because none of this makes sense. That's true. So we jump back to the real world. Uh, Siege and Chameleon have completed the thing they need to do. There's yes. a big, huge electricity hose that goes up to the to the thing. Oh, he's dressed like that because he was doing. Oh, he's a mechanic. Labor. Okay, I get it. Chameleon has on a, a different outfit. He has a jumpsuit and a hat. Yeah, because he's dressed like a mechanic. And uh, Grin and Phil are tied up with electricity. In a shitty house or yeah, building. Th- why did they put them in that? They brought them all the way over to that building. Yeah. Set them in front of the windows to For watch. liability purposes, when they die, when the building crumbles, it's not their fault. Oh, the building killed them, not right. the dragons. I get it. That is correct. So they throw the switch and the uh, earthquakes start. And uh, we jump back to medieval times. And all of a sudden, the dragon is wearing an am- amulet. Um, and Duck Orange has hatched a plan where... They're going to shoot out a whole bunch of uh, water-expelling devices, which spooks the dragon. Spook him, but good. Yeah. At which point, Duck Orange jumps on his back, and instead of just incinerating the duck on his back, the the, the dragon yells, you're a wretched vermin, and continues flying for far too long. And then eventually Duck Orange takes his sword out and cuts the amulet off. And then I doesn't... Like, he just jumps off the dragon, but they're pretty high up, and I guess he plummeted to his, his what would seem to be his death, but... You'd think so, but of course he comes back. Yeah. And the sorcerer turns back into a man, and Borg caught the uh, the necklace. So, uh, Azeroth basically concedes this fight, but there's going to be more, and then he grows wings and flies away. And everybody with guns is just like, yeah, this is fine. So he still has powers, just not those powers. Right. So Borg decides that Anaheim is free of his rule. Um, and then the ducks are like, great. How do we get the fuck out of here? And of course, I oh, just got to touch the amulet and say a thing. And that thing is a reference to the Wizard of the Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, there were like four or five. We missed mentioning them as we went through yeah but i mentioned but that they were there many. yeah they so, weren't in kansas anymore you get it right so uh the thing that they spent the entire episode chasing after to get i guess was the necklace and because uh borg said that they needed it and they the ducks just get to keep it when they teleport away i mean it's pro- i guess it's probably safer for that uh, for you know the, yeah i guess borg it, it's and... not in the dimension anymore they yeah it's harder to get so the ducks get dropped out back in Anaheim just in time for a clock tower to almost fall on them because there's still earthquake machines happening. 
Um, and luckily, the ducks know where to go, and they do that. Yeah, they must not have been teleported back too far from here. <laughs> yeah, a couple blocks away. So uh, the ducks show up, and they start shooting hockey pucks at Siege and Chameleon. Um, they tell the the henchmen teleport away like they'll do. Those handguns, like the handgun that Nosedive was using, is not very big. How many pucks conceivably could be inside of it? Maybe three? Probably. I don't know if they're real pucks or energy pucks, because it, it seems to change depending on who's holding oh, it. I guess I assumed they were pucks charged with energy. I don't know. You should find that out. Write yeah. a letter. But Phil is happy to see them. Grin doesn't say a damn thing. Um, and then Wildwing puts Tanya and Mallory in charge of taking care of the earthquake machine um while the the boys go and rescue the other two boys tanya is i'm not gonna say useless in uh disarming the device but she sure doesn't do anything she's too afraid to unplug it for some reason right so instead mallory just shoots it with a gun and and saves the day it works right you would have assumed tanya would protest in some way but she doesn't. Right, because if it's unsafe to cut the cable, it's unsafe to blow it up. You'd think so. But it they they kill the, the machine, and it doesn't even explode the tower, I don't think. No. <laughs> so it was fine. And then uh, the, the other ducks release Grin and Phil from their electric bindings. And Grinch is like, oh, hey, how'd you get back? He's implying that, yeah, I didn't even bother looking for you. Which I feel is pretty insulting. Yeah. But then Phil's like, you bitches have to go get on the ice now. We have five minutes. There's a mean man who's been saying some mean things. Yeah. So they are playing against the... The cheese logs. Yeah, the cheese logs. I don't remember what town they're from. It doesn't matter. Their symbol is like a a metal hot dog with wings. Over a bat. Yep. And uh, we're back in the stadium and the loudmouth from earlier is accusing the ducks of being scared because of the seismic activity, um, and he hopes that they fucked off the planet completely. But then, the ducks all come sliding in. Wildwing throws him a boot, because that's a callback to the beginning. Remember how they actually do remember things that they set up? And they're like, here, eat it, bitch. And he just does. He just goes right in. It's weird. Yeah, because a guy like that would absolutely backtrack and lie and... I never said that. I didn't mean it. It was a joke. It was in jest. But no, he just fucking dives right in on that boot. And also it has the same sound effects that the Ninja Turtles used for their pizzas. I I think maybe that man was just, this was all set up for that man to get a boot to eat. Yeah, that dude's got a fetish and it's boots and eating them. Yeah, I want to chaw on a boot. (laughs) Definitely gets off to it. So the game starts and the Ducks win after like a minute and one goal. I guess it's implied that there's a whole game, but they only win by one, <laughs> and it ends... Well, the cheese logs are very good, just not good enough. I guess. And the winning win is what they say. Well, we uh, think. You just read that, and that's never I right. Think they said it, too, though. Yeah, probably. And the Ducks win, just like the movies. Yay. Hooray. We learned a lesson about... What do we learn a lesson about, Sky? I don't know. Trusting dragons? Trusting in your friends? Trusting in magic amulets. Um, not giving a shit works out if you don't give if you a just, shit hard enough. <laughs> if you just hang out long enough, your friends will return with a magic <laughs> amulet. 
and you get to miss out on a cool ass Dungeons and Dragons adventure. How mad would you be if you found out all your friends were on that kind of would adventure? Be furious. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get everyone together to lie to you. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a scar just so I can be like, Sky, look what happened. <laughs> Way to commit to the bit. So, Jake. What? Who's the most likable or effective character? Well, I'll tell you who wasn't the most effective. It was Grin. But I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Fake Link. Fake Link did a good job. Yeah, he was all right. He wasn't annoying either. Yeah, he nice. wasn't terrible. I didn't hate him being around. The, uh, the actual Legend of Zelda cartoon it, Link is <sighs> just <laughs> irredeemable. <laughs> And insufferable, and just incomprehensibly horny. <laughs> yeah? It's the worst. This is a character that if he came back in another episode, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, because like, he didn't get in the way. He knew things that were useful, Yeah, and he tried his best. Yeah. like He couldn't get him through the maze, but it was a big fucking maze. But he knew that it was a maze, because like, if you walked up to the end of that, you wouldn't know you were in a maze. Yeah. like He did his research, he tried his best. And he did the thing to the best of his ability. And he, I mean, overall, he did help them get to where they needed to be. Yeah. He he, knew all the information. He got all of his shit. He checked every box to get everybody home. Good job, Borg. Yeah. I don't have a better one than that, because I also (laughs) liked Fake Link. Yeah. Great job. I wish he had a better name, but the rest of it was fine. (laughs) You don't get to choose your name. It chooses you. (laughs) Well, when you're a, uh, a video game character, you do, in fact, get to choose your name. But he did not. At this time, did you? I think so. Oh, okay. It's hard to remember. What was the most horrific part? I think the most horrific part was uh, how you knew all the references to the things in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Well, good job. I think it was pretty horrific that uh, the Ducks just had to score one goal and they won the game in a major league hockey I game. I mean, to be fair, that's all you have to score to win a game. <laughs> I guess. But the game ended immediately after because they had just started. They were showboating and they were putting off scoring until the end oh. to make it dramatic. What a very boring game for everyone then, <laughs> I guess. I or mean, maybe ho- like- There's always something happening in a hockey game, but like, I can't imagine you being super excited if it's just back and forth and forth and back. I yeah I can't somebody imagine. make a goal. I can't imagine watching a whole hockey game is that exciting. Yeah. Period. It's just an excuse to get piss ass drunk. I just <laughs> like all sporting events. Yeah. <laughs> or all uh, major holidays. <laughs> or Tuesdays. Yeah. So Jake, what's that? What did you do for Rockefeller cleanse? Ooh, that's a good question, Sky. Well, obviously, like I said last time, it is Christmas season, so we've been chugging along on our Christmas movies. There's two Christmas trees within view. Uh, yeah, you can't see the little baby third one. Yeah. It's the I mean, Star Wars tree. I don't, I don't count the stained glass one. No, that one doesn't count. But there's the little baby Star Wars one in there. Ah. Uh, I had to move all the Star Wars ornaments off of the regular tree to make room for the regular ornaments. Which one's the regular tree? The spinning uh, one or the stationary one? The spinning one, one up okay. there. This is the bonus tree. <laughs> it's the classy tree. I see. You see. Because there's no it's cart- the one. It's got the Santa's village there, so of course it is. Well, and there's no cartoons on that. It's just got oh. What's even the point, Jake? Well, they're all up there. And then there's one with a bunch of Star Wars on it. It's got a lot of 3PO ornaments on it. There's a tree in every room in this house, isn't there? Uh, n- No, there's nothing on the top floor. Okay. I think there might be a snowman in the bathroom. <laughs> just, in the, just in the shower? Uh, No, it's just, a, it's just a little guy that hangs on the knob of the cabinet. Mm, you should probably get one for the shower. We should get a shower... Uh, Ghost. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what a snowman is. It's a ghost of the snow. Yeah. Also, your favorite, the toilet paper 
dispenser that plays a song oh. is, is in this bathroom. How horrific. I literally bought that to upset you. Yeah. What does it scream? Is it Jingle Bells? Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh. And then it ends with a fart. Of course it does. <laughs> I love it. Even if I don't go number two, I still just hate it with my hand every time I go buy it. <laughs> Listen to the song. Uh-huh. Uh, when Sky and I lived together, I bought that so he would... <laughs> So I think at one point you just had your own traveling toilet paper that you <laughs> <laughs> refused to use it. That could be. Uh, um, oh, yeah. It, uh, it definitely didn't, just didn't take the batteries out. <laughs> it definitely didn't just poop in the shower. <laughs> uh, so what did we watch, Sky? So we watched The Muppet Family Christmas. It's a classic. Of course. Um, I don't want to say I like it better. Than the Muppet Christmas Carol because that's because, blasphemy. Yeah, um, but it is. You're not a monster. If if Muppet Christmas Carol is a ten, I think Muppet Family Christmas is a nine and a half. It's right up there. It's very good. Yeah. Well, that's the one with all of the Muppets that never got officially released. It uh, got officially released, but like, um, years and years ago. So there's it's been out of print for probably fifteen years or whatever. Okay. So it was on VHS, and there was a, uh dvd release of it that you can't find anymore and for some reason i didn't have sure i think because we had it on vhs um at that time at my parents house so it's probably still at my parents house. if i recall correctly the fraggles don't know about christmas and therefore there is no fraggle jesus right they just have a rock they exchange at christmas time and they don't understand that it's christmas time so they sing a song about giving nice um and then they make jim henson do the dishes at the end i'll tell you it I don't know where I don't think Katie's around, so she's not going to hear this part. But <laughs> if advice to anyone who is going to uh, get married or be married in the future, don't let your wife find out you have one picture of Miss Piggy on your phone that you think is quote unquote hot. Because anytime you watch <laughs> the Muppets, it will come up. <laughs> she will not let it go. <laughs> Why would she? <laughs> Ruby and I were talking about the uh, about Miss Piggy, and I was sh- sending him pictures of her for some reason, and I found one that was hot. Yep, nothing so- <laughs> weird so far. That's all. That all checks out. And it was just on my phone. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a Janice. <laughs> no, that that other pig puppet from the Muppets, the the Office ripoff. Oh, the younger, uh, hotter pig. Yeah, I don't Kermit remember what her name is. With. I just watched that not that long ago. Uh, I could see that. She has I nice just, hair. I just thought Miss Piggy looked like Jennifer Aniston in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, also the Santa Claus. We watched the Santa Claus, uh, and it's another thing where you have to just ignore the uh, them ter- leaving Santa out in the yard to die. Yeah, I mean he disappears pretty quick. Yeah, but they unclothe him and then leave his corpse there. And no, then they he do dies not unclothe alone. him. He disappears like Obi Wan in his robes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pick up his clothes and they put them on. <laughs> but uh, it, obviously Tim Allen's terrible, so you just have to ignore the artist and enjoy the art with that. But also it's upsetting because... He abducts his child? No, uh, worse no, he, than that. He definitely does. No, I said that's not what I'm getting at, though. Okay. It's worse than that. It's, he's 38 in that sky. That's like yeah. the age we are. It's not. It's practically... We close. Yeah. It's close enough that it's upsetting to me, and I've <laughs> been having a bit of a crisis of conscience conscience <laughs> since then having a uh, quarter life crisis i guess it'd be more like a third life crisis uh for me it's more like a three quarters <laughs> get some plans 
<laughs> no, it's just being uh, honest realistic. and realistic. Yeah, that's fair. Also, we watched uh, White Christmas, which is good, which is the thing I don't think I had watched until uh, I met Katie. But it's actually very good. They sing. They do dancing. Um, then the Christmas is white at the end. Oh, that's Not nice. to ruin it for anyone. <laughs> How could you imagine even such a thing? <laughs> How could I ruin a movie from 1954? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, and also... Uh, by the time this comes out, I think we're well past people watching The Mandalorian, but I've just been ta- walking around talking about Grogu all weekend. Sure. I woke Katie up to tell her that the Baby Yoda <laughs> had a name, and I was very excited. <laughs> so, Like, did she watch it with you, and then you just woke her up just for funsies? Because <laughs> she always falls asleep during The Mandalorian. Right. No, or, I like, always... the next morning, you're like, remember Grogu? <laughs> no, I, I always watch it first. Uh, that way, if it's too scary, I... <laughs> no. That's just my excuse to watch it twice, is sure. I watch it by myself once. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've read anything. I was going to start reading, uh, Christmas Carol. Um, but like every Christmas I'm going to keep putting it off and then it'll be too late and then I won't have read it, (laughs) but I'll, I'll think about it. Oh, we're also all caught up on Bob's Burgers now. Yeah. We got a little behind on that because we're watching Schitt's Creek. So good job, Bob's Burgers. You're still great. Yeah. I just never stop watching Bob's Burgers. (laughs) That's fair. That's not true. I do, I but I do watch it fairly regularly. Yeah, there were just like four like the four or five more recent ones that we had seen. Yeah, I yet. don't think Hulu's caught up on them. Uh it is. Is it all the way up? Okay. Yeah, cuz we just watched up to the most recent one. Okay. It was the Thanksgiving one. Okay. And as you recall from the beginning of this episode, Thanksgiving has just happened. Correct. That's just the dog stretching about. Yep. <laughs> okay, what about you, Sky? What do you do? Pop culture palette cleanse. Uh, oh, hold on anything. just a second, Sky. Uh, if anyone listened to last week's episode, don't worry. I have bought Last Christmas since then. <laughs> we haven't watched it yet, but I got it. Okay, continue. <laughs> Set your sh- sassy your mouth. What's your problem? He wants to make a poop. Uh, I actually, I don't think I did much. I, um, did you have to go back to work like a sucker? Yeah. I also I had two D and D games with two different groups. Really thought you were gonna say no, DUI for some reason. I had was that no? I only had I did have two different D and D games this week, <laughs> but with the same group. Um, so there was that. <laughs> um, and I don't remember what I did for the rest of the week, so it couldn't have been that Cause, interesting. Because all you think about is D and D. Basically, um, I've been fine tuning my character a lot, and. Uh, you know, thinking about stuff and things that I could do with a 13th level character because you get some access to some cool stuff. This is what it's been like for me. I've just been thinking about the word Grogu. <laughs> so at least yours is applicable to things. Indeed. Well, I mean, a pretty narrow window of things. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Stranger Things really brought D&D roar into the forefront of things. Yeah, it's a fun game. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying... You- it, you your your narrow is much wider than it used to be. That's true. I asked all the children at school because they all play that, and I was like, "Do you guys? Did you play this before Stranger Things, or is this because of Stranger Things?" And they're like, "Oh, because of Stranger Things." Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, I'm tr- I still want to get you nerds together and play with me. Well, good luck. I know it's real hard to get more than two adults in a room together. I know you. I can't believe we've done this for as long as we have. <laughs> I keep trying to get out of it, and you won't let me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really done a whole lot, so maybe I will have more to report later. But I did watch a movie, you know, the guys from Workaholics. Yes. Yeah. They um, <laughs> produced a movie starring a bunch of teens. 
Um, and in it, uh, a group of kids go what camping. What is the movie called, Sky? I forget. You're the worst. I am. But I, it was a little bit ago. And in this movie, a young man cuts his own penis off uh, while being drunk in the woods and talking about because he was very excited about the knife that he just got. Um, and he cuts his dick off. And then the movie is the plot of getting the severed penis to the child before <laughs> before it, uh, you know, spoils, I guess. Because while he was picked up by uh, an emergency helicopter, they handed a uh, cooler full of ice that they thought had the penis in it, but it was just full of beer. So it was uh, uh, a race against time to get the, the penis to the hospital. It was pretty silly. And was it called the package? That sounds correct. Uh, the only guy who, from Workaholics is the guy with the hair that's in it. Blake Anderson. That sounds right. Um, but it was pretty good. It was a good teenage goof. Um, You're a teenage goof. Sometimes. There's a scene where uh, one of them drops the, the cooler and the dick rolls out and a snake bites it. So one of them decides they have to suck the venom out of the dick. Uh, and it, <laughs> there's just a lot of circumstantial ridiculousness, including uh, a man who runs like a, a roadside gas station who was military so he cleans the penis for them thinking that it belonged to a veteran and then he gets very upset to find out it was just some kid and then uh he yells i the only penis i touch is mine or my husband's which was a nice twist (laughs) that's kind of funny yeah um but it was a pretty good movie i watched a couple of other things like that but they weren't as notable or at least haven't stayed in my brain like that one has um and I'm sure I did some other stuff, but I cannot recall it. It has all four of the uh, the producers are all four of the um, workaholics guys and Ben Stiller. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I think that will probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, if you want to, you can rate and review us on whatever it is that you're listening to this on. Um, you can follow the show at Pop Culture Failure. At... Nope, that's the email. You can email us at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow us at failed pop culture with no E at the end. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And as always, of course, uh, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. Oh, you Jake o- misses his cue. No, you you say that like there's a <laughs> you always say it like there's another one there. No, you just think there's another one there. Yeah, because because three is the number of things you need, and you're the third. No, this is this is different. That's a different thing in a series of things. Fine. What's the third thing you want me to say? I don't know. I just, or you say uh, you say and and you 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 don't you list it. Yeah, different. I leave an ellipses for you. I, I don't. Mm, I don't think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Stay frosty, everyone. You're a dick. I'm gonna cut you off. Send you with some tears. Time to rock and roll. Let's go.